Oh my god. Oh my. Literally, we've been suffering. We are just truly not meant to. No, we've never. <laughs> We're not meant to do anything technical. No. So much respect for technical people. All love and respect. Penelope has things to say. Madeline's dog is on the mic. Penelope, what do you have to say? Oh my god, Penelope. You're going to get canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Those are inside your head thoughts, Penelope. (laughs) Hi everyone, this is Sava. This is Madeline. And welcome to Girls Girls on on a a Soapbox. Well, Madeline, it is so great to see you. I'm so excited to chit-chat. How are you? You know what? (laughs) I feel like every time I'm like, you know, it's so nuanced, which it always is, but I'm good. It's okay. Well, okay. Here's the good news. The good news is we're sitting next to my Christmas tree drinking matcha. So that I'm really good. Yeah, it feels great. Oh, the Christmas season has begun. We're feeling cozy. We are. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling amazing. I am in my season. I spent the afternoon wrapping gifts. I've got my uh, Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack record going at home. I feel like I got a lot of my shopping done early this year. So I'm just soaking it all in. And my little sister moved in with me and Andrew for a couple of months. She's in between leases. So I offered slash begged for her to move in for the holidays. So she's there and it feels so fun and festive. So I'm great. That's so good. I think this is the best that I've ever done embracing Christmas longevity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I started. It's like a birthday month, but Jesus. Right. Yeah. I've never like it's not that I've ever been against like setting up the Christmas tree early or any of that. But I think I'm so prone to letting the Christmas season just pass me by on the like emotional spectrum you Mm -hmm. know and I think this year I've done a really good job already of really embracing it and it's been really nice so I feel like because normally once it passes I'm like I feel like I didn't really even participate yeah it just happened I think this year once Christmas has passed I will feel like you really made the most of it exactly yeah and it's so nice so I'm really enjoying it and we put up the tree and we have our stockings I mean they fell down but they (laughs) they were up which is really fun in theory so great in here thank you so it's just cozy times but should we just get into it yeah Madeline this topic was chosen by you I'm excited to get into it it's very fun when one of us chooses a topic and the other doesn't really know and we get to dive in I know so this is just something that's been on my mind because it's been something I've really been grappling with lately I had to burp (laughs) 
and I don't even know like what the pretty bow title of this would even be but what I want to talk to you about today is the concept of like self-love as a reoccurring project oh like basically let me see if I have this correct how you love yourself and then re-love yourself as <laughs> life goes on. Yeah. Like maybe adjust. I should say self-love and self-acceptance. Oh, okay. As a reoccurring project. I love it. So basically, so, so let me just kind of give you my <laughs> my credentials on this. Okay. And maybe it'll make it a little bit clearer. But I can think of maybe like three to five specific seasons of my life for lack of a better word where I felt like I really finally got a grasp of being like I know who I am I love who I am I am fully like I fully embraced my identity and I have a super clear grasp of of that and nothing can cloud my understanding of myself Uh but what I didn't anticipate in those moments was falling out of that place of understanding. Oh, like you don't feel like yourself. Yeah. And I'm going to have some weird thoughts on this topic. So just buckle up. Okay, good. That's why I wanted to have this conversation, but I don't think, I don't think that it's bad. I think it's really normal, but I also just haven't really heard lots of people talk about it because it seems like, the concept of self-love and self-acceptance is like once you've got it you've got it oh and that's never gonna change but like as I for example when I really grasped it in college I was like perfect I've got it I'm done and then I moved to a different state left college left everything I knew life changed you changed and then all of a sudden you're sitting there thinking who am I do I love and accept this version of myself exactly yes exactly okay so I just want to talk about that today okay I'll talk about my credentials I think that people who know know me IRL may think that I would be very touchy-feely about this kind of topic but I'm actually not I'm I lean probably more towards self-acceptance it's not that I think self-love is a bad thing or that I don't love myself or anything like that but I tend to fall a little bit more on the neutral spectrum of things what do you mean by that I think I like myself and I respect myself. It's some kind of meta mental block. Okay. Where I'm like, it feels weird for me to be like, I love myself. Although I think on a deep level, I do. I think on a deep level, you do. But I'm more, I, I, uh. I have like a very unsexy view as I've gotten older. I feel like. The way that I have come to like slash love slash accept myself has been to do the things that I say I'm going to do and act in line with my beliefs. Mm-hmm. 
it's not very sexy. It's more like if I say this thing is important to me, do my actions match up with that? And if they do, I have a stronger sense of self. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm open to exploring. I This is something that I don't think about a lot. Interesting. I guess in some ways I do. I think as a woman, obviously, I think about do I like myself physically? Mm -hmm. And it's hard to love or accept yourself physically. And I've worked on that as I have uh, gotten older and been different versions of myself. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. The physical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I connect to that, but in terms of, of... more of the emotional side of it I feel not neutral but almost matter of fact okay more lot I don't know not logical but something like that so then do you feel like you've never like once you gained that sense of self you never lost it This is like a crazy meta thing for me to think about. In a way, yes, because I am me. Right. And I've always been me. But I am also very affected by my circumstances. Right. I'm an empath. (laughs) So when I something hard is going on at work or I'm in a really stressful season family-wise or... I I am constantly trying to find my sense of self because I also change a lot. I change my style. I change my interests. I, so I'm constantly having to like check in with myself, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that you're doing exactly what I was saying I was doing. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. This is something I've like really never thought about. So it's really intri- that's yeah. so interesting. This is like one of my favorite things to think about. Oh, I'm excited and to be on this journey with you. Because I my sense of self is very important to me. Because I mean, I hate to, <laughs> I hate to be like it's me versus the world, but like truly we live within ourselves every single day for our entire lives. So best be comfortable with that. Yeah. So I love thinking about it, but I think exactly what you're talking about this concept where you're like, I change all the time, but I, it's like that thing in bridesmaids where it's like, I think people stay the same. No, I, but if you're growing, you're changing. (laughs) I disagree. I disagree. So it's like, I guess we're asking the question, when you accept yourself, are you done or are you constantly accepting new versions of yourself? I think both because I I completely agree with you. I think, I think there is the initial grasp of self when you are like, okay, I've kind of come around and this is who, this is like at my core who I am and this aspect of me will always remain. Right. Do you think we have free will? Yes. I do too. Yeah. Proceed. <laughs> um, 
I think that there's an initial like understanding of yourself. Yeah. That you have that every person has to go through before kind of reaching these other milestones of like every couple of years or every year or so when your circumstances have changed and you kind of have to do that check-in with yourself where like you were saying is who I am now my circumstances now the way I'm presenting myself the way I dress the way I talk with other people around me yeah the things that I'm consuming like media wise yeah my career my relationships do all of those things line up with my sense of self that I've come to know Mm -hmm. and if not how have I changed and is that the type of is that the version of myself that I want to accept or not exactly yeah I have a question what do you struggle to accept with yourself I think so I don't know if this I don't know if this will automatically answer your question um but if you're asking the way that I like what I think you're asking the thing that I have to constantly recheck in on myself about within this topic is like my own self-confidence because I know that I have it but then I'll find myself in these situations where I'm at a new job I'm living in a new state I'm you know my circumstances have changed I'm dating someone new I'm not I'm still with Alex but like (laughs) past selves you know where I've experienced a lot of new things and like my mental emotional data has changed and so I have to be like okay I'm not feeling super confident about me right now but a lot has changed so how do I reconnect back with myself and get confident yeah or like I'm thinking about like a friend of mine who got married and she moved out of the city and she um she's just not living like the same lifestyle Mm -hmm. and so she's thinking like she's like I love my new life like this is my ideal situation I just realized you also are a friend who got married who moved out of the city (laughs) it's not you (laughs) you're like hello (laughs) um is coming (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, yeah yeah Um, where it's like this is what I wanted but who am I here exactly Mm -hmm. and Sava you do this we've had these conversations all the time yeah (laughs) I guess I just don't think of it in those words no and that's okay and I'm always asking who am I right (laughs) is that like (laughs) yeah Sava okay so if that's I'm dead at literally like 10 minutes ago you're like I actually never think about <laughs> this. Like, I don't get it. Like, but do I you do remember when you, <laughs> okay, this is the best <laughs> example. Like, do you remember five minutes ago when yeah. you were questioning your No, role? okay, so a huge part of you before I, well, actually not even before I met you, like when you and I lived together mm-hmm. and you loved taking your time in your closet that I lived in (laughs) to pick out your outfits and to do your makeup in your own bathroom and you were like pre-marriage where there was just more flexibility when you were technically still like a single person yeah and you would buy the things that you wanted without having to figure out how that affected your family Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah and you were telling me also like if this is too personal you can be like we'll cut this out but like and you were telling me I remember literally sitting on the counter at the shop and you were like it's just so different because like 
now now like Andrew and I get ready in the same bathroom yeah and like I'm not spending as much time every day getting ready and that's a huge part of me and I loved that and so now who am I in this new place of life exactly oh yeah always doing that yeah yeah (laughs) you always do that always and I think that it keeps me from getting disconnected with myself is that I'm right (laughs) is that I do always ask that question okay so I'm coming around so basically an innate sense of self but my circumstances and life stages are always changing yeah so I'm always like I'm always orienting my life back to that compass like why do I feel off why am I feeling down or like you said why am I not feeling confident right (laughs) because I'm still me yeah but who's the new me yeah. What me am I gonna be today? <laughs> what is that from? Is that the office? From? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the great news is we're actually on the exact same page. Great. It just took a minute to read. Should we cut all of this? No, I kind of love the journey. Okay, cool. Because I think other people might have a similar journey where they're like, no, I actually don't feel the same way. Cool. Because my wording of it doesn't mean that that's going to, like, resonate with every person. A thousand percent. We just watched Penelope, like, scalp a snowman. snowman. It's horrible. Um, And the other day, she actually went in from the nose, ripped off his nose, and grabbed the squeaker. Honestly, she could be an excellent surgeon. She's disemboweling him right now. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, okay, but this it's just something I'm really passionate about because having a strong sense of self is really important to me because I I have, as everyone, but I've experienced so much life change, like for better and for worse, that I I know how important it is for me to always feel or to always at least be working to feel really comfortable and happy and at peace with who I am so that I can be a constant for myself amidst change. Does that make sense? Yes. So I was thinking too about when I asked you the question, what is difficult for you to accept about yourself? Is that what I asked? Oh, yeah. Did I answer that? Yeah. Like you you talked about your confidence. Yes. And how it kind of ebbs and flows in different life circumstances. I was thinking about what I struggle with in terms of my self acceptance mm-hmm. um, or what I struggle with in that way. And what came to mind was actually, I think I really struggle when I perceive other people, not if somebody feels a certain way about me, I don't mind if somebody doesn't like me, or I don't mind if I don't get along with somebody, but if I'm close with someone and I perceive that maybe... You know, they say they care about me, but certain Mm -hmm. actions don't line up or 
somebody falls through for me in a major way or betrays my trust in some way, I take it personally to the point of feeling like their actions or behavior are a reflection of how they feel about me Mm. and how I may be falling short. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I don't have any bow to tie around that. It's just what came to mind. No, that's okay. Yeah, and we'll kind of work with both of them. Yeah. Has that always, do you feel like in every stage of your life, or like in the majority of at least your adult conscious life, do you think that's been your thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I've struggled with accepting myself, I have externalized or sorry, internalized someone else's Mm. external issues. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. This is like... It's good to verbalize because Mm -hmm. I I don't think I had ever put words to that before. Yeah. And I want to be careful to not do that. Yeah. And actually, I like just speaking as a friend, I've, I've seen you grapple with that. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I've just... I I can see that that's something that you've dealt with. Um, but I think I've seen you come out on the other side of it, too, which is really cool. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I feel the same way about you and your confidence. I think it's grown deeper roots. Yeah. Your confidence. Yeah, thank you. I I do agree with that, and something and and I think that's kind of going back to the whole concept it's it's because I've had to do so many rehauls of like these seasons in my life where I've felt like I'm emotionally starting from zero or like my confidence bucket so to speak is starting at zero Mm -hmm. and because I've had to like rehaul it so many times say I started at zero and then I added like 15 and then I like went back to 10 and then had to start at, you know what I'm saying? And um, I think because so many, and I think that's just a part of growing up, but like after so many setbacks, you do kind of like have some in the reserves. Yeah. Just from knowing, like, I know I don't feel great right now, but I know I'll build myself back up. A thousand percent. I was, this is like related, unrelated. But right before you came over, I was just really reflecting on, like, the topic, but something that I do think is firm and true to myself in every stage of my life is that, and I don't know, this isn't, it's just neutral, it's not good or bad that I do this, I don't think, but I have realized that truly, like, I will not try to win a person over. It is 0% in my nature. And like there was a situation where um, recently where someone was saying like, just kill this person with kindness. Like they'll come around or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And it's not that I'm going to be disrespectful to anyone or I'm not going to be kind to them. But I was like, no, yeah, I'm not going to be going out of my way. Like, yeah, I'm not trying to win this person over. Like, we can tolerate each other and we can be respectful to each other, but I won't be 
overcompensating right and i think (laughs) i think like i just said it's like neutral not good or bad i think it can be good or bad Mm -hmm. um like in a um um what is the word i'm looking for like uh professionally connecting what do you call that networking Networking. thank you (laughs) thank you um (laughs) like you can probably think back but in our I'm gonna like speak in vagues here yeah but like in our previous work experience there were people who I really thought were great people but I realized that that's a part of like that career that was not for me mm-hmm. because the networking or like the trying to get people to yeah because there are people that I connect with and people that I can learn to have connections with but there are some people who just have certain personalities that don't mesh with mine and vice versa Mm -hmm. and I saw in that world a lot of like let me bend over backwards to try to like mold myself yeah like mold myself into a palatable person that this person can then accept Mm -hmm. and then really like And I was just kind of like, I can't do that. I can't do. Yeah, I can't do that. Nor do I want to. Like, it just doesn't interest me. And if that person and I are not connecting, that's fine. We don't have to connect. Yeah, I think that speaks to your sense of self. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's one thing. Like, I think a big part of me that's always like I can track that back to like middle school, high school all the way to my like mid-20s you know that's a really cool thing thank you do you mind if I ask us both a question please ask us both you a know question. On podcast we like to get practical let's say you're like in the pits of hell feeling so down on yourself we do be there sometimes everyone gets there I think you're feeling so down on yourself you're feeling really low confidence what are the practical steps you're taking to get yourself out of that hole mm-hmm. for Madeline? For for me, I my big things are like <laughs> as silly as it sounds, like everyone's like, go touch grass, like getting outside. Yeah. Because at my truest self, I am an outdoor gal and I feel the most myself when I'm outside in nature, just feeling like those are my roots yeah so going bringing myself back like truly it can get as simple as like I will go outside and lay in the grass yeah and like just look at the sky and put some headphones in and listen to music and journal and and like do my like surefire favorite things which would be like go lay outside journal listen to music maybe pick up a craft and like just that's like my best way to clear my head and that's how I feel the most myself and when I do those things so it's kind of a mixture of like that would be my first step Mm -hmm. and I express myself a lot through my clothes so maybe I've done that and then I want to kind of like so I've cleared my head and now I want to kind of like 
go to the physical side of things to make myself feel like myself again and I'll wear my favorite hairstyle I'll put an, an outfit together that feels really true to myself and I and I feel like when I do those two things I'm like really setting myself up to reconnect okay. and also I'll make phone calls to my sisters or to my mom or to my best friends and just kind of reconnect yeah. with them because they're such a huge part of me um and conversation is like if there was just a love language that is good conversations that would be my love language yeah and so I think like those things would be the most surefire way for me to like re-identify with myself I love that what would yours be mine would be similar but almost like the reverse Mm. Step one, have you heard the thing that says HALT before you make a decision? And it stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yeah. The tired one is huge for me. Oh, yeah. And I, I said take a nap. I love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel my worst when I'm overly exhausted. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you're in go, go, go mode, you don't realize how tired you are Mm -hmm. or how it's connecting with your emotions right so if I'm feeling really down on myself not loving myself step one is usually to get rest Mm -hmm. considerable rest like over the course of like days weeks getting back to a solid baseline of rest then You know, what's the rest of Halt? Hungry, angry, (laughs) lonely or tired. Yeah, spending, you know, time with people that I love, doing happy things. Yeah. And I like my outsides to reflect my insides. So I, if I'm feeling really down, sometimes it's a lot easier for me to start with external things, getting my environment how I like sometimes there's something if I'm feeling really down there's something going on with my home or an area that I hate that's in chaos or ugly and making that either beautiful or clean or fixing it in some way really helps clear my mind Mm -hmm. and then I also feel more connected with myself when I'm feeling good physically, so if I'm down, I may take some time to do my hair and makeup, find a new outfit. Um, Even if I'm not going anywhere, just having that time alone, listening to music or a podcast, spending 20 minutes doing my hair, doing my makeup, it slows me down and it forces me to do something for myself, and it's fun Mm -hmm. that helps me a lot and then once all of the external stuff I'm rested my home is the way that I like it and it's clean my bed is made maybe I got you know a new set of bedding maybe I got a new lamp maybe I you know rearranged a room that I was hating And then once I physically feel good and a nice outfit, hair and makeup, then 
I have like ticked all of the boxes of things that I can control Mm -hmm. and then I can dive a little bit deeper on how I'm feeling inside. Yeah. A practical thing that helps me with that, usually if I'm not feeling great, I'm talking to one person about it. Maybe it's my husband, maybe it's my mom, but sometimes you can get in a rut talking Mm. to one person and you kind of start spinning your wheels talking about the same things that are bothering you the same things that are upsetting you right and whether they're giving great advice or not you can almost stop hearing it after a certain point Mm -hmm. so I always say like talk to someone new yeah maybe you've been talking your best friend's ear off about you know how crappy you feel stop and call a different friend or call your mom someone to kind of shake you up and give a new perspective Mm -hmm. it's so funny recently I was talking to Andrew and I was like oh Madeline gave me this great advice it was about something I'd been talking to him about for you know weeks I was like I'm so glad I talked to Madeline about it she gave me great advice and he was like that advice is sounds exactly <laughs> like what I've been telling you for weeks. But sometimes you have to change it up. I know. I know and it's true. And it. we do that for like for each other all the time. <laughs> we'll have talked to Alex or Andrew or anyone yeah. about things at length. And then we'll have like a car ride together and just go over things. And we're like, you know what? The sky you is clear it. and I know what's up now. <laughs> And if you have a friend like that, which I feel so lucky to, talk to them. Some It's just someone you can trust mm-hmm. where they're not going to discount your feelings, but they're not going to catastrophize with you. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think like for the most part, at least for me, I've been very fortunate to A, have those people and B, know, like be able to identify who those people are yes and I think like a huge part of that is like if you need a proper shakeup go to the person who's going to give you a proper shakeup you know and I want to give this perspective that's really important the people who care about you the most are going to feel pretty distressed when you are in a bad spot mm-hmm and sometimes they cannot give the most clear-headed sound advice. Yeah. Because when when you're down bad because it's too much for them. Right, cuz it it affects them as well. Uh, yes. And so sometimes my little sister will be like she's going through a tough spot and she she'll say, "Oh, you know, I talked to mom and dad about it and and uh they, they were so stressed and she, she didn't know why. And I was like, mm. Esme, these are the two people who would die for you. Yeah. They, they not, and that's not to say don't tell people. No, uh, of yeah. Of course, tell your loved ones, but just understand that their advice is going to be very different <laughs> from your casual friend. Right. Because your casual friend didn't Not you give... calling me your casual no, friend. No, 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 you're not my <laughs> casual friend. I mean, a casual friend. No, I know, friend. I'm kidding. This person didn't give birth to you and right. raise you and wants to, you know, die when you're having a bad day. Right. So definitely talk to everyone, but... But sometimes when you're in a bad way, it's better to talk to people 
that don't have as high a stake because yeah. they have the freedom to be like, oh my God, who cares about that guy? Mm-hmm. I don't care. He's a loser. Forget about him. Or right. like, oh, who cares if your boss is mad at you? You know, yeah, whatever the case yeah. is. They can see through the emotions a little yes. bit clearer. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Ooh, I have a question. Okay. If you were someone who had not gone on a journey to accept themselves mm-hmm. or to love themselves, how would you do it? How did Where to you begin? do it? Yeah. I think so. Obviously, everyone, everyone has their own like identity journey. But I think for me, I have always felt so itchy to figure it out because I am the youngest of four. And so I think because I'm the youngest and my whole early life, it was like, oh, you're such and such as younger sister. Like I was always identified as someone other than you're Madeline. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was like, you are attached to so-and-so in this way. And that's how I know you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when I was younger, now I would be like, hell yes, I am. And I love that. But at the time, I felt so angsty about that fact when I was younger. So I think right off the bat and right off the bat, I mean like high school age, I was like, I'm going to find my own identity, like no matter what, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. But I think also I just naturally am a pretty introspective person. And so I think that just kind of lends itself to really trying to connect with my own identity. But I just spent a lot of time with myself and with my thoughts really thinking like, okay, this really bothers me, and why is that? And what do I feel like people are missing about me? And if I feel like they're missing that about me, what about me isn't, isn't like, communicating that externally, mm-hmm. you know? And so the more I thought about, like, oh, I guess first it's like you would have to think about what do you want to be known for? how do you want to be identified and do those things fall naturally in line with like the core of your being you know Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't is that something that you want to completely try to work against or do you decide to work with what you are already naturally disposed towards yeah you know I do. And so I think that was truly so much of my younger life's experience was really trying to think about like, I'm so bothered by this. Why? What do I want people to see? Is that naturally who I am? And once I kind of figured out what what was who I naturally am, how do I really connect with those aspects of me to really let those things shine? You know, a thousand percent. So that's how I would recommend starting that journey, I guess. I think for me, I would think about it as 
what's your base? Because I think a lot of people are actually born with a lot of who they are. I agree. Natural predispositions to likes and dislikes, talents, passions. So it's like, what were you born with? What do you like? What are you good at? What are you passionate about? And then it's then there are the things that you choose, which are your values. Mm -hmm. What's important to you? What kind of friend do you want to be? Um what's what's valuable to you like what are your priorities Mm -hmm. in your life yeah um and then once you figure that out what your values are what's important to you and how you want to live then I think going back to what I said at the beginning a lot of self-esteem is just built by being who you say you are and who you want to be yeah excuse me And I actually think that's a really good um, point. And I'm glad that you brought that up again, because I think, I mean, I am no psychologist, but that concept of like, like letting your no mean no, because when you tell yourself you're going to do something and then you let yourself down, it's like your brain literally remembers that and starts to believe that you are not trustworthy. Yes. And so I think that's actually a really good point is like really committing and recommitting to those values and and I think that's just a hugely great point that like your self-esteem will come from gaining trust in yourself yes from constantly showing up to those same values yes I think that's a great point actually that it was a huge unlock for me Mm -hmm. and it was actually it came from a conversation with Andrew Where I was upset with someone in our life and I was like, Andrew said something like, no. Who is it? I'll cut it out. (laughs) I mean, it could be a lot of people, but I, I was upset saying, and Andrew said something like, no, they really, I, I think they really care about you or I think they really didn't mean X, Y, Z. And, and I was so irate and flabbergasted. I told him, no, they don't feel that way because this is what they did. Mm. So how could they possibly feel that way if their actions were X, Y, Z? And Andrew said, he said, Sava, a lot of people, their actions do not match how they really feel. Mm-hmm. And he said... Which fire you, flames <laughs> on Andrew's part. And I it, I was kind of floored. I, I, I don't think that ever really occurred to me. And he... It was a huge compliment. But he said, Sava, you're, I have never met someone so staunchly committed to acting exactly how they feel yeah and I I guess I had just never thought about it that's part of how I I'm wired either. when when you told me about that the first time I it had genuinely never crossed my mind that like <laughs> there are people who don't act in that same accordance yes. 
It's a crazy concept to me, but I mean, he's my husband. I believe him. (laughs) And I believe him too. And it helped me have a lot of grace, more grace. Uh, In what can you just explain? Just to say, just because this person acted in a way that was not thoughtful, it doesn't mean they don't think about me Mm, or mm -hmm. think about other people positively. Right. Maybe they just made a poor decision or they were caught up in something else or, you know, whatever the case was. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I think that's a really important thing on on everyone's journey. Mm -hmm. Sit down if it's something that you're struggling with of, what are my values as a person? Yeah. Like, you know, I always show up when I have a friend in need. Yeah. Whatever the case is. And so then you get a call at 5 a.m., your friend's stranded on the side of the road, and you have that, your little creed. Mm-hmm. So you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Whatever I think- your version of that is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, this might be fairly niche and you can kind of give me your thoughts on if I'm right about this or not Mm -hmm. but having for so long so much of my life been a part of like very specific religious communities Mm -hmm. I think people would say would think that their values are their beliefs like their faith beliefs And so I feel like there are people out there who maybe they're like, well, these are my faith beliefs, so I don't have to think so much deeper about what my like personal internal creed is. But you have to take ownership of those faith beliefs, too, because right, I, I, I have the same thing and it's very different to let's say read something in the Bible where it says you know to honor your father and mother and you think I believe that right yes Mm, like it feels so I yes agree retweet it's a very different thing in your own life Mm -hmm. when your mom is calling you and you don't want to talk I mean, that could never be me. I talked to my mom on the <laughs> yeah, phone like, 12 times Where are you a getting day. that from? But if, if you think you read that and you're like, yep, agree. But then your own mom calls and you're like, ugh, I just can't be bothered right now. Those are two totally different things. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. No, yeah. And so you believe it in theory, but do you believe it for your own life tangibly right exactly so I think the point I'm trying to make is like of course you can have your faith beliefs like the beliefs that have been handed down through your faith to you but you you also have to personal to you right exactly and you have to like move it from these are my in in my mind I'm not saying that they should be separate because I I think in a lot of ways they'll all be tied up but I think you have to take it further and become really firm on like outside of these circumstances, who am I and where do I fall and what do I believe? Like what you're saying about your friend is stranded at 5 Mm a.m. and like really making a point to be firm in 
where you stand on I don't want to say like every situation because you can't but do you know what I'm saying yeah you choose what's important to you and I think faith is a great roadmap to that to Mm -hmm. to what your beliefs are and your values and even your sense of self I think that can be a huge part of it but it it really only works if if it's personal and if you take ownership of those beliefs for sure I agree but um I I kind of meant to talk about this before faith is a huge part of for me at least finding out who I am Mm -hmm. in in a healthy and real way yeah I mean, that's like, this couldn't be a huger conversation. (laughs) Right. I know this. I I actually do think this should be a whole other episode, but I will say to, to tease a future episode, (laughs) if I will, I think that this exact topic is a huge part of my current, like, re-identification of myself you know Mm -hmm. because I was so steeped in a very 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 specific community interesting that I in hindsight am realizing did a lot of damage and so now kind of coming to like I invested years and years and years of my life into this specific community and now giving myself some separation who am I without that community those identities all of those things that kind of come with it it's a huge conversation that is extremely interesting and I'd love to have that conversation because I almost had the inverse experience Mm -hmm. where I was born I did not grow up with a faith yeah. and I found it later yeah and so I almost grew up trying to find out who I was without, without that it. anchor of faith mm, yeah. and it was so nebulous and so I think the human heart just kind of reaches yeah for things mm-hmm. and I and I had I remember feeling very wishy-washy almost yeah where it was I like this book this is who I am I like this Mm. thing this is who I am and I felt not less unique almost more unique and Mm -hmm. more connected to myself when I found my faith because I had an anchor yeah outside of myself that was that was my personal experience but I did not have the same it was it was not tied to a specific community right. and i didn't have all of those social nuance yes totally that I think can be really hard and really damaging yeah no absolutely truly this is a conversation i would love to have on a different ep- i mean not saying like let's not tune talk about in it now. next time i know seriously that's like such crap for me to be like we're just getting to the good stuff. No, and like, there's later. literally no possible way that we could talk about. It. I mean, we could talk about all of this for hours and hours and right. hours. But I think 
but I, I do think it'd be so good for us to talk about our kind of reverse experiences with faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, I do want to be clear and say, I'm not saying now I'm like zero percent or anything, but it's more like the co- the specific community. And that is a big part of finding your faith as mm-hmm. an adult mm-hmm. is separating your personal relationship with God from the human beings right that you are in contact with yeah because human beings are flawed and there are so many people I know and even us ourselves have experienced hurt mm-hmm. in a faith community so right we're we're on a tangent. I know. I was like <laughs> literally not us teasing like <laughs> the meatiest conversation. Yeah, but I feel like you took me on a journey with this conversation. I <laughs> I started out not getting it, then I got it, and um, I think it's something that every person has to think about for themselves. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally. What kind of girly, girly podcast is like, who are you (laughs) at your core? Find out what are your values? (laughs) But I think it's, I don't want to say like a hack for a good life, but it's, it's really the only way, the best advice you could ever give to being healthy for yourself and healthy in relationships is knowing who you are and liking who you are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point too, is like, it's so huge to become friends with yourself. Yeah. And yeah. And I love living in my mind. Like it, it can get pretty, yeah, exactly. It can get like, you know, emotional and sad at times and all of that. But for the most part, like when I'm left to my own devices I really enjoy who I am and how I feel with myself and I think that's one of the most one of the best things that I could have ever landed on and one of the most fruitful things I could have given myself thank you Madeline (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Madeline. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we did it. Yeah, what a journey. (laughs) We solved self-acceptance. We're now self-aware queens, and we hope that you all can be self-aware queens, too. I hope that I'm self-aware. You are. Thank you. Am I? Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see the panic in my eyes? The best thing my therapist can ever do for me is be like, no, yeah, you were right. Like you. That is like just the biggest. Like she told me the other, like the other day she was like, yeah, just like not, not all people think about these things as much as you do. Like basically being like, yes, you're seeing things clearly. Like the way you're explaining them to me are correct and in line with reality basically and I was like that's literally the nicest thing you could ever say to me because I live in constant fear that I'm like not living in reality (laughs) same 
him. That's like, like my biggest fear. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) See you later, bitches. I've we've been like really into this thing, Alex and I, with Penelope when she'll like wake up in the morning or like she walks into a room and she'll we'll all in her voice, but we'll always go, I'm back, bitches. And I'm really into saying that right now. I love that. So anyway, good talk. Good talk, Madeline. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.